0: Welcome to episode thirty-eight. Hello, welcome to this episode of You'll Die Trying. I'm Nathan Morris. I'm Jonathan Carroll, and you are. Take a minute, everybody. Say your name.
1: Oh, okay. I was like, and you are what?
0: You are. They're still going. Oh, they're, sorry. They're all
1: kind of checking in, like in a conference call. Yes, to the thousands of you who have listened and tuned in. Thank you.
0: No kidding, nine thousand of you. Thank you so very much for uh, for tuning in and listening. Uh, Again, welcome. Episode 38. We are, uh, we're fresh out of a, uh, speaking of conference calls, we're fresh (laughs) out of a conference call. My ears are hot. My mouth is on fire. For uh, an hour and a half, uh, 45 minutes of which we were just sitting in the parking lot because we were involved (laughs) in a conference call that was over the phone on our, in our vehicle. Uh, Nathan and I were uh, involved in a Commonwealth of Kentucky unemployment uh, dispute hearing. That was fun. uh, Where we were the uh respondents and appellates that was that was fun raising your right hand swearing an oath and telling the facts only to hear someone say their version that was interesting (laughs) we certainly wish them well we hope that they would have a good and productive and fruitful life and uh certainly wish that we never have to sit through that again because that's an hour and a half we'll never get back that guy was really mad a lot yeah, he was <laughs> very was he easily agitated. I'm not sure he was a adjudicator of some point. Adjudicator, that's the word. Man, he was
1: hot. Dr. Carroll, every time Dr. Carroll talked, normally, I mean, I actually just heard today that this gentleman said that, Dr. Carroll, you have a great voice, and you do, but that's anytime nice. he heard your voice,
0: this guy,
1: he was like, no, 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 no listen.
0: Well, <clears throat> you know what? I quit. <laughs> we're uh, we're glad to be done with that. And speaking of which, a special shout out to uh my new friend and old friend of yours, yes, Rick Hickrod of Calvin Funeral Home in Princeton, Indiana, uh who with his wife, whom I have not had the pleasure of meeting yet, uh lives a very beautiful and faithful life serving the people of uh Princeton and the surrounding communities with care in their time of of death and loss. And he is a a, a beautiful soul, a lovely gentleman, a fellow fashionista. And we're going to get him on to
1: talk about fashion, I think, because he is... He'll be here. He is legit, ladies and gentlemen. Like, he jumped out of, like, a really nice
0: magazine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, he, he is very, 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 very well-dressed. Exquisitely, very though uh, still understated, uh, you know, we're not talking Lady Gaga kind of stuff, but very appropriate, very—what's um, the word I want to use? Taste, tasteful? Oh, uh, Distinguished. Very colorful. Yeah. It's a yeah. lovely man. It's very nice to meet him. He's too. top shelf.
1: It's, it's <laughs> all this to say, for those of you who are in a profession, it, like, you should strive to be like this gentleman uh, who has— devoted his life to perfecting his craft and speaking personally to my craft, which is the same as his, he, he makes me realize that there's a lot of hope. Uh, hope meaning because there are people in our profession specifically that are working diligently to have immaculate facilities and immaculate care. So kudos to you, Rick. Thank he you for a, He's for a bespoke kindness. gentleman.
0: Yes. I would like to uh, give a thank you to you who are listening. I thought you were going to say thank you to me again. You paused and I got excited. I, I do thank you. Thank you. I thank you to our listeners because <laughs> I don't know that we, I don't know that we give you proper credit uh, for your, your willingness to listen in. It means a lot to us. I don't think you really know or understand or, or maybe believe that, but it does. It means a lot and we're grateful and we take it very seriously, which is why we want to continue to bring you quality content and not just uh daily ramblings of two Two idiots. So anchor.fm forward slash you'll die trying. Facebook, you'll die trying. Instagram, you'll die trying podcast. Uh, you can email us at you'll die trying podcast at gmail.com. We would love to know uh, that you're there, what you're listening for. And we love it when you see us or you send us a message. Uh, you uh, you let us know that you're listening. That means a lot to us. So thank I would, you. I would love for you all to download the anchor.fm app. When you
1: do that and you begin to follow us, you can actually leave us messages leaving us messages that are voices that we will showcase on an upcoming episode of the podcast. We encourage you to download the anchor.fm app.
0: Yeah. Thank you, everyone. So there's a phrase that people often use, and I, I, I think that it's a, a habit. I don't think it's intentional as a result. I don't think it's, it's imbued with a tremendous amount of meaning. But as you know from knowing me, I believe that words do more than communicate a thought. They create meaning. They generate identity. They set out into the world something that before it had been spoken wasn't true. Yes, I know everyone. Actions speak louder than words. But words still speak, and they matter. And there's a phrase that people use, and there are multiple variations of that phrase. Owensboro Fire Department, right. Thank there. you to our brave men and women. Thank you to our first responders. There's a phrase among others that people use and their variations of it, and it is this. Someone will begin a sentence with to tell you the truth or <laughs> to be honest with you or frankly. These are all I think intended to emphasize the fact that someone's about to be kind of blunt. Uh, someone's going to say something that they want you to remember. Uh, but I think people, we we might just want to say, oh, let me be blunt or let me be clear or let me be direct. But it's this, let me be honest, to be honest with you, to tell you the truth as if to suggest that the rest of the time you're not being honest with me and you're not telling the truth. Nathan, what do you think about this? Well, that's the first thing I think is, so whenever you
1: say, is it okay if I'm honest with you? Yes. The answer is absolutely yes. The answer should be yes all the time. And you should probably remove that from your vocabulary. Words uh, matter. Words so much. What? Matter so much. Matter. There we go. They really do. And and if you actually rethink that, and then you're like, okay, I've been in those conversations and someone actually did say, can I be honest with, yes, I actually expect you to be honest with me.
0: What else would you be? That's something I might say. <laughs> right. Well, if not, what else would you be? Not yeah. honest, right? Exactly. Uh, it's it's a popular phrase, and you know, it's there are phrases that I don't particularly like. Um, but I, I wonder what it has to do with wh- why is it that people use this? It's it's kind of a strange
1: phenomenon. It's a right? buffer. It's a it's a it's like a
0: I think it's a way to kind of uh, let their minds think about what they want to say. Probably. I do think it's they're they're trying to say, hey, let me. Um, this is something you're going to want to take note of,
1: or you, let me soften this blow a little bit that's about to come.
0: Yeah, maybe so. Yeah, yeah. So, there are phrases like that. For instance, we talked in a previous episode about how people, when they say hello, they'll say, hey, how are you? And they don't mean, how are you? They just, they mean, hi. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, the, the, the problem with that, and I guess it's not a problem to maybe the average listener or, or those people who are going through their lives in the everyday run, routine world. But when I hear that, like, that's a serious question for me. You know, that's that's the way I begin virtually every hour of my professional life when I'm in my practices. So how are you? And, and people know that I'm not saying, you know, hi. They know I'm saying like at a level that maybe even you aren't always completely aware and given what is going on in your world and the context in which you find yourself, really, how are you? You know, and it's very rare outside of that setting. I think that people have that question asked of them in an intentional way. If you're going to
1: ask that question, then be ready for the response that you get. Because if people ask me how I am doing, I will tell you. Yeah. (laughs) I'm doing relatively well. Today is quite the stressful day. And then they look at me like, well, I was just saying hi, kind of
0: look. I'm like, you asked how I was doing. Right. I think largely, as we've said before, people don't want to burden us uh, because they think that talking about themselves is a burden and they also think it's selfish. Uh, It isn't selfish to speak of yourself. It's selfish to hold yourself in regard higher than you might hold others and focus on yourself without ever seeing the plight of others. That's really all that constitutes is selfish. I think acknowledging your own plight, your own condition, your own situation, that is not selfish. That is a part, that's what it means to be in community. It's a part of being a human being. How are you? How are you really? So let's try that out. Nathan, how are you?
1: In this very moment. My belly is filled with a foot long sub sandwich that I ate way too fast <laughs> so that we could begin podcasting because we were in a hour and a half <laughs> conversation that was wildly off track, it's wild. I'm and okay. Unprofitable. I guess. Yes. It was just unproductive for me. Yeah. So now I'm coming back off of that to now be productive with you in hopes to spread some Christmas cheer to them, meaning you, the people. Christmas cheer. I mean, cheer. Yeah. Okay. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear.
0: Like it. Hey, how are you? I appreciate you asking. You let's let's role play this. Okay. But I don't want to burden you with it, so I'm good. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you, yeah. To be honest, let me. Let- <laughs> you know, I'm I'm a little bit fatigued uh, because of of the aforementioned ninety minute. Your cheeks were a little red. Conversation. Was it because we were hot? Were you warm? Was yeah. the truck too warm? Yes. Yeah. Sorry about that. Well, it's like thirty degrees outside. So you had an seventy. 82. What? I thought it was an like eighty-two in there. I'm I'm a little fatigued. Um, I find myself today hopeful. Um, physically, I feel good. I just also had my lunch at 4 p.m. Central Time, uh, and I had a salmon salad uh, with asparagus and uh, zucchini and some roasted tomatoes. And uh, my wife lovingly made that for me last night, so that I could leave early this morning. It's and that kind of that kind of loving care is is never deserved. If I got a dollar for how many times dr Carroll said please don't let me forget my lunch i would have i put it in the refrigerator at one of our locations and i i have already left dishes in other places and i just, <laughs> i couldn't i couldn't dare do it again so uh so that's how i'm i'm fatigued i'm hopeful uh i'm grateful and uh, i'm i'm ha- thankful to be healthy
1: yeah yeah it feels
0: good to be healthy
1: we don't say th- i'm thankful for health enough i don't think we take enough time to be like you know what I appreciate my health, that I can use both of my arms to yeah. drive my car or brush my teeth, you know,
0: walk. I I don't know. Yeah. We, we definitely take for granted uh, mobility. And you know what else we take for granted? Painlessness. Yes. And now as someone who, at, at, I'm 43, and everybody said that about the time you turn 40, you start to kind of decline and go down the hill and... Over the hill, as they say, and, and and your body starts to show it. And so I, I now wear glasses. Uh, my long vision, my distance vision, my up close vision is fine. My distance vision is my stigmatism makes it a little bit blurry. My glasses make it great. Um, your hearing's gone. My hearing is okay. You can't so remember far. anything. What did you, you say? You put
1: your shoes on the wrong feet. I
0: I, I don't remember ever putting my shoes on. Uh, yeah, I um, my knees my knees hurt. My knees crackle like rice Krispies. Oh my god. It sounds like uh, a cow uh eating or grazing whenever I've I been down a bunch of times in a row. Like I wish that you could hear it. It's it's pretty bad. That's funny. So, I don't think that as youthful people, we take uh into consideration enough with an eye toward gratitude of what it means to be pain free. And not just youth, there are plenty of people who are younger who have maybe rheumatoid arthritis, maybe chronic back problems, uh, maybe cr- uh, chronic issues involving colon, so abdominal pain. There are all kinds of things, migraines that people suffer with that is not uh, regarding age. But when you get older, I think it is natural to expect that your body is going to start to tell you that you are older, just like a car doesn't feel or sound like it did when you first bought it when you've had it for 10 years. That's okay. I accept that. What I don't accept is taking for granted what it means to wake up every day and not be in pain. And I still need to be grateful for that because relatively speaking, I'm, I'm, I'm pain-free and a lot of people can't say that. what are some other
1: things you think that we take for granted? Well, we've talked about it time time for sure. And it's uh, a resource that we are, you know, limited on and with time is one thing. I think relationships in general, you know, like my relationship with my wife, my relationship with you, Mm. my relationship with those than which I work with that I'm actually grateful to be able to serve alongside them. How many of you can actually state by raise of hand, raise your hand, keep one on the wheel. Yes. That you literally like those in which you work with. I mean, not just one person. I'm saying a majority, 80% or more of your cohorts.
0: Yeah. Do you like them? I do. I bet the percentage... Wow, that's a good question because I... Not that you... Yeah, you asked the question. I, I think the percentage is probably higher than not on this one. You think so? Yeah, I would hope so. I'd like it to to tick slightly past at least the center point toward, toward high because I, I know a lot of people, and I think of all the people I know, most of them would say, I like the people I work with. And the people who might not like the people they work with are probably one of the reasons why the other people they work with also don't like the people they work with. You know, like in the office when you're like... Who is that person in our office? There's no one who acts like that in our office. That mm-hmm. means I'm that person who acts like that, right? Typically, those personality types emerge in in you know your, every run-of-the-mill business context. So maybe I'm that person. Uh, I, but I think most people probably really enjoy the people they work with. There are some people right now who are shaking their heads and rolling their eyes and saying, nope, I am not one of those people. And that's sad, and I wish for you a change in that what is it that we don't like about the people we don't like to work with? Is it because they aren't doing their job? Is it because they are always making excuses for why they're not doing their job? Is it because they've never claimed responsibility for anything? Is it because they constantly blame people all the time? Is it because they don't seem to have a very teachable or coachable spirit? Is it because they are rude or obnoxious? Or is it because, you know, simply personality-wise, we don't gel? It's okay. We can't. We can't gel with or have chemistry with or like everybody. Right. We can respect everyone. Absolutely. Are, are you that person? I like that question. Are you
1: who are listening that person? Actually the person that's creating the funk? Are you? Me, personally? Yeah. No. Okay. No. I feel that I create a an environment of inclusion and excitement and, and, and building up and,
0: you know. Yeah. What do you think? Do I think you are that person? Yeah. No, of course not. Are you that really person? Uh, uh, no. You know, it's interesting because I am a little, I am different because your role, my role is I am on the outside, and I, I I come in and go out as needed. But I am I am in the balcony, looking down on the dance floor, watching how everyone moves. And making sure that uh, you know, number one, no one touches anyone, and number two, that everyone knows the move to the choreography, and that everyone is is having as as good a time as they can in in moving according to that that uh, that art. And you have to sometimes actually be the bad guy, whereas
1: I don't in my role. Yeah, you know as the leader you're not necessarily the bad guy you send in the the COO and head HR as the bad person and be like hey about sure. that yeah. and i might think that i mean i do not might i, I think the
0: same thing that you are actually projecting and stating but <laughs> you're the bad guy yeah well and that's you know part of being in this role for me in this as an independent contractor someone on the outside looking in as a therapist with these kind of hr skills it's important for me to have a pre-existing relationship with everyone, so that there's never a time I'm coming in, and anyone is taken uh, by surprise. Right. It's like we we will have had many many conversations of encouragement and coaching and support uh, of of a positive nature before having to have a conversation that either one of us would characterize as being heavy or negative or or corrosive. Uh, and I think we typically don't even get to that point because almost everyone sees in themselves the potential. Uh, to be passionate and to make change. And they do. And in those occasions when they don't, it becomes obvious. And even though it's sad, they acknowledge, yeah, this is uh, just like today. I mean, this, this is, if I were you, if I were in your shoes, I, I, I think I would probably have to make the same decision that y'all, that y'all have made. So, while uncomfortable, while unfortunate, it is reasoned and it is fair. And if at the end of the day, somebody could say, I, I was reasonable and fair, I think that's as good as uh, an epitaph as I could come up with. That's what I want to be. I want to just be known as being reasonable and fair. Yeah. Can I be honest? Would you lie to me otherwise? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's funny. So I th- I'd like to call myself to a, an attentiveness to things and to people, which and whom I take for granted. Um, and I, I know that the, the count... Is is unbearable. I, I know that there is a lot more um, than there isn't. As as grateful as I try to be, I know that I miss a lot. I, mean, I, I know that there's so much. For instance, that my that my wife does that I'm not even aware of, and I just enjoy the benefit of it. And I may not and may not acknowledge it. And I really try to, but there's so much, and I want to make sure I don't take her um, for granted.
1: You want to take a moment and both of us say thank you. You go first.
0: Well, as I stated earlier, I'm thankful to our listeners. I do not take that for granted. No, not at all. Like, I'm not all about numbers. I'm not interested in clicks and subscriptions and follows, and that that's not our, our point here. I, I guess it is to some extent, if I'm honest, but uh, because we want to make sure that it's, it's relevant and uh, culturally appropriate. But I'm grateful for people who give us these 25 to 30 minutes twice a week to check in and to, uh, to to hear what's happening and maybe to listen to some of our thinking, maybe hopefully uh, do their own thinking, come up with their own conclusions and decide for themselves to improve uh, their own living. I mean, that's fantastic. Like, I don't want to take that for granted. And sometimes it's easy to sit here and talk with you and have fun and forget the fact that at some point down the road, someone, whether now or 20 years from now, might hear this. and And that's important. Like that matters. I'm grateful to you. I don't want to take your presence on this podcast for granted. Uh, you have a uh, a role to play that I want to make sure that I acknowledge, and so I'm thankful to you. I'm absolutely thankful to my wife and 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 daughters because you know this this time while while not necessarily taking time away from them to some extent, it still does because there's work that has to happen in the background. I'm thankful for Brent, who is very much a behind-the-scenes um, friend and advocate and uh, and helper in making all this happen.
1: Who, unbeknownst to him, has a very large punch list of things to help me fix around my house <laughs> in the next week
0: or so. <laughs> Which you hope he will not take for granted. Yeah, right. Yeah, so
1: thank you. That was very nice. I want to take a moment and say thank you to our sponsor of this podcast, Robert Edgeworth, Kentucky Farm Bureau of Insurance. He's an agent and he's big on commitment. I don't know about you, but home, auto, life, insurance. When I think of those things, I think of no other and no further than Robert Edge with Kentucky Farm Bureau. He is an agent and he's big on commitment for those things that you love. More importantly, those people that you love, they deserve to be taken care of by someone who knows their products and can, of course, take care of you in your time of need. If you want to reach Robert Edge, which I encourage you to give him a call, please do so at...
0: A number that I have now memorized, even though we're in a land where no one memorizes phone numbers anymore because we just click on their name in our phone, 270-929-4215.
1: I'm also going to say that I am grateful, if I may start down my punch list of gratitudes, gratefulness. That's the right word right there, right, Jay? Yeah. Yeah. I am grateful for life. I am grateful that today is a good day. I am grateful for my wife and my house and my three children who are getting over their sicknesses of the cough that's going around. I'm grateful for the means in which to do this podcast with you, Dr. Carroll. I'm grateful for our friendship because we've talked about how our circles are small. I mean, I'm doing the I'm doing the, like, fist almost, ladies and gents, to show that I almost have, like, a closed fist because I don't have many people in that circle. And Dr. Carroll is in that, and I'm grateful for him. And Brent, for sure, I know when you listen to this, when you produce this episode, you're going to be like, okay. I mean, you got a ring doorbell. You have some corner round. Uh, There's a couple other things. We're going to install some lights. You don't know about that, but I'm grateful for you and our friendship that has been going strong and steady since 2002. So I'm grateful for you, our listeners, as well.
0: That's all. So let us not take anything for granted. That's a tall order, because Very, I think I think life requires some sense of, uh, of numbness to the specifics, uh, because if we were to be consciously aware of every little evidence of grace in our lives, we could be probably overwhelmed. Uh, so, let's strive to be overwhelmed by grace. One of my favorite novelists and essayists is someone I've, I've named here before, Frederick Beekner And he writes uh, that He says this, if if I were called upon to say in a few words the essence of everything I've ever been trying to say as a novelist or, or as a preacher, it would be this, listen to your life, see it for the fathomless mystery that it is, in the boredom of it and the pain of it, no less than in the excitement and the gladness of it. Touch, taste, smell your way to the holy and hidden heart of it. Because at the end of the day, all moments are key moments, and life itself is grace.
1: I think uh, think we can end it there.
0: Don't take it for granted. Listen to your life. Let your life speak. And thank you for letting us have a word in it too.